happy Sunday. Welcome to my podcast, The Good, The Bad, and The Future of Social Media, where we focus on the world of Instagram, its advantages, disadvantages, and how the future of brands can be shaped around it. My idea is to design and implement a platform that will provide all listeners with an opportunity to become better educated on how, in our daily lives, social media can control and influence our actions. Today we are talking about mental health, body dissatisfaction, and the effects of likes and ideals on individuals. Today we are joined all the way from the Netherlands with the certified therapist, Anita Azau. I hope you all had an amazing week. Let's get into it. How are you, Anita? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm really well. Thank you for taking the time. I know it's six hours ahead, so it's a little late for you, but I really appreciate it. No problem. I wanted to start off by getting your opinion on the effects and likes and ideals on Instagram. That's a good question. Um, So I really do struggle with the like culture and ideals of social media, but more specifically Instagram. Um, So I came across a study actually that was um, done recently and it was saying that I'm going to refer to Instagram as IG if that's okay with you. Yep, go ahead. Um, That is actually the worst of all the social media platforms because it's just so um, one-sided. And mm-hmm. YouTube actually rated the best because it's, I guess, more balanced and offers more wellness. IG is, I find, is very superficial and deceptive. Um, it enables people to believe that their lives must look a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And the reality is you can, you can experience this fast reward and punishment sentiment all mm-hmm. at the same time, which creates a sort of anxiety and depression um, and impacts your self-esteem. So let's say if your self-esteem is built on likes, then it can be taken away just as quickly because Mm -hmm. it was superficially built. Um, There's actually a study done on adolescents which um, indicated that their brain activity changed with with likes. Um, So it activated the reward center of their brain, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and another thing that I'm actually really noticing is that's becoming more prevalent. I'm sure you've seen it too. as a result of the light culture is how the average person is looking for ways to augment their physical appearance, right? Mm-hmm. Because augmented appearances get the most likes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you take the Kardashians and everybody else who, who came after as a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, we're also visual creatures. We like beautiful things, which IG capitalizes on. Um, and if you look at something long enough, it actually starts to make sense. So as a result of this consumption on IG, our beauty standards have completely changed. Mm-hmm. Whereas makeup was typically worn on occasion or lightly, it is now the bare minimum. Like you have lip injections, fillers, Botox, they're all norm, especially amongst young people. And I don't say this as a judgment, but more as an observation, right? There's also an increase of butt implants, breast enhancements, body contouring. They're all influenced by what we're consuming on our daily basis. And according to um, the New York Times, there was a study, I guess, that they, they referenced. Um, Americans actually spend $16.5 billion on cosmetic surgery. Wow. And 92% of that um, of these procedures were performed on women. So we are figuratively and literally enhancing ourselves at all costs and people are dying for it. And I think you've heard of the horror stories, right? People going to get whatever and as a result, lost their lives. So, yeah, there's even, I guess, TV shows on that now of like people that are botched or it's not done right because so many people are getting things done. So it's crazy. And I want to say I'm surprised with that information that you gave but honestly it doesn't really shock me especially 
everything. But in your opinion, what in the mind is it saying? Because I know you've agreed that people want more likes and everything, but what do you think it's like, what in us is saying, I need more, I need more likes, I need more attention and all that? So I think, um, I believe that we we engage in these behaviors for Mm. all the reasons that you're, um, you're, you're stating, which is, you know, the attention, the notoriety, status, approval, and acceptance, because likes equals attention equals validation equals acceptance equals love right Mm -hmm. our need for love is at the core of all of this Uh, and this traces back to our evolution so historically speaking being part of the pack was a matter of life and death right Mm -hmm. to be socially accepted meant that you were taken care of if you were shunned meant you had to survive on your own and chances are you probably wouldn't so this isn't any fault of our own it's just hardwired in us right this need Um, So we thrive when we feel a sense of love and belonging because we're social beings. So much so that when someone starts to isolate themselves, it's a telltale sign that there's something wrong. So we seek approval because we want to be liked. And when we don't attain it, our core beliefs get shaken up. You start questioning yourself, am I lovable? Am I worthy of anything? Am I good enough? Right? Um, And unfortunately for some, some people, this is the only type of acceptance that they'll ever receive in their life, right? Because say if you come from a neglectful family, you're not getting any of those things. Your self-esteem isn't necessarily built, so you might seek it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. For sure. That kind of clarifies it, that it's not just some people that feel that that need for attention, it's the majority. So, um, So it is proven, I was reading the other day, that it is proven that scrolling on Instagram is addictive. You always want to see who's posting, what's next, what's the new trend, and all that. So how do you feel as though using Instagram and social media affects individuals' mental health? I know you've kind of touched on it, but in a positive, negative kind of way. So I think um, it has a major impact on our individual and collective mental health, both Mm -hmm. positively and negatively. So on a more positive note, I think it's great for self-expression. Right. It's helped people to network. They build empires, access to resources, advocacy like that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that couldn't have been done without this access to social media or it would have been done in a different way. Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, I think it has more negative impacts than we want to believe. And again, this is because of our addiction to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Very few people manage its use in a healthy way. So I was also listening to Tristan Harris. Okay. I'm sure you've seen The Social Dilemma. I haven't, but But I'd love to. It's a good one to watch, yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about um, a study that was done that notes that the rate of anxiety and um, depression has increased since 2009. Okay. And, I mean, social media obviously existed before that time, but our accessibility to it has changed, right? It's become available on our on our phones and we know everybody including your five-year-old niece probably has a phone right so yeah <laughs> um we are we're no longer having to intentionally go to our desktops or computers to to access it it's just we take it everywhere with us right mm-hmm. so um and you know like the first thing some people do in the morning is check their social media me including yeah. okay <laughs> when you're in transit you're checking yours not you but you know yeah um when we're in transit, we're checking our social media at work, during work, while parenting, like the whole lines, right? Mm-hmm. There isn't anyone who is necessarily exempt. It's just we're extremely relying on it. And our sleep is impacted also because of it, because we ruminate about what's going on, what we're mm-hmm. missing out on, right? Um, 
And I think the other issue, which I, I previously mentioned, is the rise of anxiety and depression due to bullying, mm -hmm. especially amongst teens. Um, studies show that there is a link between eating disorders, excessive exercising, all because of social media. Um, and another area of impact is our lack of presence um, and our disconnection to ourselves and others. So, mm -hmm. I mean, social media in general was um, created to connect people, but what I often observe is, let's say two people hanging out, but rather than speaking to each other, they're on their phones, checking mm -hmm. something out, right? Um, we also don't have experiences anymore because we see the world through our phones and our social media. We're quick to take a picture to ensure that it is posted rather than yeah. actually enjoying the experience and in the moment. So our attention span has thinned. Mm -hmm. um, and because we're so preoccupied with, with what's happening out there than whether what's in front of us. Um, and again, th these are all anxious behaviors because anxiety is a lack of presence and um, it's quite future oriented. Absolutely. And I know when I wake up, I normally check my social media, which I'm bad at. I'm trying to kind of rear off of that. But I've noticed that when I open it and I check people's stories, it's like, oh, the people that have woken up before me are already doing these things. So it makes at least me feel like I'm kind of pressured. Yeah. And that in that way, but also in the aspect of, oh, I'm behind. Oh, I, I need to do that. Or um, somebody's already done that. Okay. Well, I got to get on it. Right. Or like, like you said, it's so readily available when I do, let's say, go to a workout, hang out with a friend. It's so easy to document it without fully being there. So I kind of resonated with exactly what you said. But what is your um, perspective on, I know there's so many filters and so many editing apps in Photoshop. What's your kind of perspective on that whole thing? So the thing is, I mean, as human beings, we are obsessed with perfection mm -hmm. because it doesn't exist, right? Um, well, unless you're doing a math math uh, test or something. Yeah. <laughs> and when we see something perfect, it's perfect. I should mm -hmm. put in quotations. It's usually beautiful. So we want it. Um, and we know perfectionism is, um, is anxiety because how will you ever truly measure up? So the thing is, there's a whole, there's an entire psychology behind photo manipulation, mm -hmm. ma manipulation, sorry. This is precisely why advertisement companies hire psychologists who understand what people respond to best, um, mm -hmm. is okay. why you see the perfect burger on TV and you want it, right? Mm -hmm. And this idea of Photoshopping though has now transcended be beyond corporate advertisement. We have adopted this idea and now modifying our images to personally advertise to our audience, right? Um, so it is important to note though that we've been editing ourselves for a long time through makeup, hair extensions, plastic surgery. I think Photoshopping is just another version of it and it's actually cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, but the issue is that we're now moving away from reality and living in a virtual world. Um, and then we're disappointed because again, we can never really measure up to these ideals, right? Of perfection. Um, and so we're conforming to these unrealistic images without understanding the true implications of these actions. So in a way we're telling our subconscious that we're not good enough by editing ourselves constantly. Um, and this is again, the reason why eating disorders, body dysmorphia has gained such popularity. Mm -hmm. Yep, I totally agree. And I think I've kind of noticed people trying to, let's say, an Instagram filter using it one day, and they're like, oh my gosh, I love how big my lips were, how big my eyes were, and they want to change themselves to look like that even more, maybe. Or 
and it gives them an even bigger purpose to change themselves. Oh, well, if that's how I can look with this, I might as well do it, which is kind of taking away from the beauty you do have in your original self, which is kind of sad. But another thing that I kind of thought about when you were speaking was so many people talk about, oh, this person doesn't look the same in person as they do on Instagram, which is kind of another sad aspect of it too, because there are so many readily available tools and stuff that you can use to change your looks that you don't need to do anything in the outside or in real life. And I guess some people do use that because they want to put themselves out to be what they want to look like rather than show their natural beauty, which is. And I totally agree. Sometimes you're not even meeting the person that you see on on the Mm -hmm. page, right? I've heard of people meeting on dating apps, let's say, and it's They've only been using filters, so when you're in person, it's just like, ooh. Sometimes it's like unrecognizable. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any tips on those individuals that don't feel comfortable showing like their real beauty and their real skin and everything rather than hiding behind these filters and stuff on Instagram? Do you have any kind of things you could persuade them into saying like you don't need this or something that can kind of change their head and like standpoint with it? I think it all starts with self-acceptance. And Mm -hmm. part of the issue is that we resist our reality and we abandon ourselves all the time, right? Um, So in my practice with with clients, there's a good amount of work to gain some awareness and draw attention to the minor and major ways in which we're criticizing and self-attacking, right? Mm -hmm. So, and another reality is that we all have an inner critic in us, right? It's, It's a matter of getting to know it and helping to silence it. The thing is, I'm all for people feeling good, but... We also have to understand the difference between doing something because you truly want it or if you're doing it to to get that validation. Um, And I would say some people might argue that, you know, they're making conscious decisions to do the things that they want. And I'm sure I'm sure they believe that that to be true. But the real question is, would you have come up with this idea without the influence or very Mm -hmm. minimal exposure? Right. That's so true. Right. So. I, I would encourage people to post without editing to build this tolerance for what it feels like and imagine now imagine a world in which everyone did that we'll be living out our actual true humanity mm-hmm. right? um, I would also encourage adopting healthy lifestyles right because if you're feeling good then you're you're not going to feel like you necessarily need as much so true alternate world right so mm-hmm. yeah Yep. How do you personally deal with insecurities and dissatisfactions? I know you were kind of touching on it in the end there, but is there any other ways that you kind of either tell yourself or if you wake up in the morning and have any rituals to kind of make yourself feel better about yourself and your own insecurities? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. As you shouldn't, you shouldn't. (laughs) No, honestly, um, I've made, I've made it a point to get to know who I am. And a part of that is accepting my flaws. Like Mm -hmm. it's, I am human. This is what it means to be human. So um, it's funny you say that. Um, I have I have a good friend who's in the medical field. Um, okay. She specializes in skincare. She does Botox fillers and all of that. And one day while we're hanging out, she's just like she just casually commented, "Oh, you know, it would do you, it would do you good to fill in the lines on your forehead." Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. I gave her, okay. I gave her a look. She backed <laughs> off. Yeah, but. After afterwards, reflecting on it, like the human part of me became self-conscious. I was just like, oh, do I need to do something about this? But then, you know, the confident me showed up and just said, no, this is this is just who you are. 
And I love that. And really, there really isn't much, but no. nonetheless, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's, it's what we want to see. And I mean, from her perspective, this is what she sees all the time. So this is what she's tuning into. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that someone notices something or you notice something yourself that other people might not notice or vice versa. Yeah. And so all I'm trying to say is that my confidence comes from having made peace with who I am and the parts that I like, if it's realistic to change, then I will. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, to do more than that, I just, it's, it's too much energy. Which is a great thing to think about. And so I don't know if you know what FOMO means, but it means the fear of missing out. So it's a lot of people say that social media affects them in a way of they look at someone doing something or going out or having fun or staying at a certain place or at a certain restaurant and they feel guilty for doing something else and it makes them kind of rear away, rear away from some of their uh, like responsibilities, whether it's school, whether it's work or anything. Do you kind of see that happening or think that we can kind of get sidetracked from our commitments with social media and feel a kind of sense of FOMO or anxiety with that? Absolutely. I mean, it would seem as though we're living other people's lives. Yeah. We're not living our own anymore, right? Yeah, that's so well said, yeah. We want what everyone else has except for what it is that we have to offer. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would agree. Yep, that's a great answer. Um, Do you agree with the majority of individuals that, like, most people show only the positive aspects of their life? Because why would we show the negatives or do you think that social media does tend to show some of the negatives in people's lives as well absolutely we all want to be seen in the best light mm-hmm. <laughs> like why would anyone display the difficulties or how boring their lives really are mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. we use that as a scapegoat we want to feel good somewhere um unfortunately we're inundated with these images of how everyone's lives are so much better than ours mm-hmm. that it starts to feel it starts to create these feelings of inadequacy um and again, there's nothing wrong with showcasing these good moments, but the issue is when we're taking it a step further and we start to perform, right? And we join this marketing scheme. Yep. Yeah, and it's crazy because people want to even more show not just something good, but take it a step further and like show things in a way that it didn't really happen, which is kind of scary too, because in the people watching it, they're like, oh, you have this such an amazing life, even with like showing imperfections, of course. I have, I'm guilty of editing pimples or anything on my face when realistically some of my followers would understand it because 99.9% of people have those flaws too. So it would be good to show that because more people could connect with you. But I'm sure next time that happens, I'll edit it out again too, right? So and that's the thing. We're all susceptible to this, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if I were to post my life, it would look incredible. Like mm-hmm. I would want my life. Mm-hmm. But the real the reality is you don't see the chaos on a day to day basis or the difficulties and the struggles, right? So yep. yeah. That's very true. Um, do you have any ideas of kind of changes that Instagram could make in order to make it a more positive environment for everyone involved, I guess, or in alts users? Well, first I think they need to delete the like comments. Mm-hmm. Or both like and comments or just sorry actually no so I actually heard, learned that you can remove um, the likes from your okay media, yeah I believe, oh. or is it... and it just comes up as yeah it just comes up as others so like a couple of people they'll name off then they'll say and others so I guess it doesn't show the exact number anymore or you can choose that but yeah um, I think also not making filters an option mm-hmm. 
right? Except for the funny ones, if you're yeah. actually just being yeah. <laughs> Um And yeah, if it can turn into more of a photo album, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think the impact um, might be similar mm-hmm. because you're still seeing the best of everyone's lives and you're still probably going to compare. But nonetheless, yeah. like you're removing the more negative aspects of it, right? Yeah, for sure. Where people get the messaging. For sure. Not enough, yeah. So how would you recommend dealing with any negative comments if people were to get it? So the sad truth is, is that if we're opening our lives up for all to see, you're going to get the trolls as they mm-hmm. refer to them, right? You're opening up to people judging you, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, you don't have to like the idea or get comfortable with it, but there's a certain level of acceptance that needs to come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and neg- I mean, negative comments are bothersome because it, it invalidates us opposite of what it is that we want. Um, but it's also up to you as to how much energy you want to give them, right? Yeah. So also understanding that this is someone's projection onto you. Um, so start by asking yourself, is this someone I know and do I really care what they think? Like, mm-hmm. Do I really care? And I, and I get it's it's more difficult when it's on a on a larger scale it's not just one person it's many people right so mm-hmm. it starts to feel amplified but it it doesn't change do you really 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 care about what it is that they're they're saying mm-hmm. and most of the time at least for me people that do comment negatively it's people that fake accounts or something like that so it's like do you really care about someone like you're saying that you don't even know if it's who the person is like it's not someone that's in your life for a reason it could just be a random person that maybe had a bad day and they want to pick at you for it sometimes coming from their own insecurities right mm-hmm. so here we are there's that saying that's it's like jealous people say stupid things and maybe sometimes that's where it's rooted from mm-hmm. yeah so do you think that there's any kind of long-term effects i know we kind of touched on that but of using um social media and instagram more specifically yeah, I mean, all this Instagram like ten years, and you're seeing I, the, yeah, I think so yeah, and something you're like seeing that. the effects right mm-hmm. of the suicide rates that are going up. I actually was talking to a friend today, and she was saying that there are videos with teens killing themselves on. Oh wow! And I'm just like, what? That's crazy. And I mean, you're seeing the changes in appearances, and I think it's only going to to um, amplify just because. You have the younger generation, the Gen Zers, um, who are coming up, and this is this is their upbringing, right? It's very much a part of who they are. So, and the teen brain is still forming; they don't really know any different. Mm-hmm. And Instagram and social media is always changing, right? It's so rapidly changing too. So, if that's how it was, if that's how much it's changed already, what are these filters and stuff going to look like in a few years? We can so, only hope that it will it will get better but yeah for sure and lastly i just wanted to ask you a few takeaways from our conversation i know that a lot of people like we were talking about deal with mental health issues on social media is there anything that you can kind of say for people to think about and sit back and say okay this will if i practice this or take this away it'll help me to be a little bit more confident while using instagram really just i think people have to get to relearn who they are Mm -hmm. outside of this, right? Um, Again, because we're so disconnected from ourselves, we don't know whether we're coming or going. 
And so we're so um, impressionable. And <clears throat> as long as you're allowing others to dictate what your life is, you'll never really be in control. So I think that's, that's one way to start. Mm-hmm. So kind of just remember that Instagram isn't the only thing in your life. Yeah, you can take some time and put the phone away or maybe save that picture for later. You don't have to post right away. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you limit your use, right? Set boundaries, understand if you're getting anxious and why you're getting anxious, you have some control as to who you follow, right? So mm-hmm. say you're following one of the, I don't know, the, what is it, the Kardashian family, mm-hmm. let's say, right? And you're getting anxious after that, take them off your feed, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you have a say in what you do. The, these things aren't controlling us. We actually um, make a conscious decision to, to engage in this. Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts. Yeah, it's our decision. Yeah, and you kind of said, when you said anxious, I kind of just thought of something. But a lot of people are saying they're anxious from it. And you just mentioned you can unfollow people. You can just take them off and you don't have to look at them all the time. Sometimes beauty ideals and people that we follow, I know I follow like the Kardashians. Like you mentioned, I follow Bella Hadid and all these models that sometimes their body type or what I even want to look like them is just unattainable. So maybe they, it would even like they be... They don't even look like themselves. Yeah. They've gone <laughs> out of their way to, to do something else. Yeah, true. So, That's very yeah, true. Yeah, we're all chasing the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but it is that easy to just unfollow someone if you think that you're getting an anxious feeling using it. That's so true. I didn't even think of that. You could just unfollow them. Right. And, and also paying attention, I would say paying attention to the story that you're telling yourselves about, mm-hmm. about other people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you get snippets of their life in a 30 minute show or an hour and you mm-hmm. think that that's all there is, but then you hear all the other horrible stories about what mm-hmm. they're going through, right? Like it's, it's what they, people want you to see. Yep. That's so true. And maybe even people that have those issues, you can rethink of who you're following. I know my friend just the other day was like, oh, I just started following this person because she has such a similar body type as me. And I'm like, that's so amazing because not only now are you following someone because you want to see what they're doing, but you're also getting inspiration that works for you. Outfit inspo, all these things that make sense, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anita, for all your information and perspectives. I hope everyone took something from this episode and I'm going to finish with the quote I found on Instagram by Stephen Barlett. Social media is designed to make you think maybe I should be somewhere else doing something else with somebody else. But, you, but if you always think your happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are, which kind of relates back to what we were talking about today. So thank you so much for listening and make sure to write any future questions or topics you want to hear about and follow the good, the bad, and the future on Instagram. See you next Sunday to talk about self-esteem and confidence with life integrity and leadership coach Trevor Timbeck. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Sarah. (laughs) Take care.